The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Rebel, vicious, but brilliant! Deal with it, what's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, here's a chance to seal it! It's done! It's Georgie Kelly! Good evening, hello, welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, the unbeaten run ends, um, sort of, you know, continues in the league. Um, but the Carabao Cup has ended already before it really started. A 1-0 loss to Morecambe uh, on Tuesday night. We'll get on to that. We've got the Birmingham to preview. We'll quick chat about ticket prices, because that's the way... It's got to be done, I think. And we all know who the referee is on Saturday, so I've got a, probably a bumper um, ref watch a bit later. Uh, <laughs> um, so Mick is looking forward to that. Hello, Michael. Good evening. Good evening. Hello, how are you? I'm all right, mate. Thanks. How are you? I'm very, very good. Thank you. I'm oh, good. Uh, Danny is with us as well. Thank you for joining us. Danny, how's you doing? I'm all right, thank you. <clears throat> In fact, I'm better than all right. I'm absolutely smashing Wonderful news. Um, so, yeah, we've got the Blues focus, I think, joining us later on in the show about half, half, about half an hour's time to give us a lowdown on Birmingham. Um, like we've got the Carver Cup draw at Carver Cup to talk about, as well as the draw, I suppose, that we weren't taking part of. Um, let's start with the Carver Cup, Danny. Uh, we lost 1 0. Let's talk about the performance. We'll talk about the family action because that is definitely worth mentioning. Um, let's talk about the performance, how it went, and maybe there's too many changes. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, potentially. Um, I think there was a few good individual performances. Mm. Uh, it just wasn't good cohesively. Um, I think uh, Norton Cuffy looked very good individually, but you could tell he'd only had one training session with us. Yeah. Um and I think the same with the rest of the squad. I mean, that we only had two in that started against QPR, which is Rathburn and Peltier, I think it was. Uh, and other than that, it was all change to the start in 11. Um, but I mean, on, on paper, it still looks a very good um, like backup 11, if you like. There are a lot of strong individuals in there. 
Um, it just didn't work on the night, unfortunately. I know I sound like a manager talking like that, but it, it didn't. It just didn't work on the night. You know, we just couldn't get the right shots away. We couldn't get the right pass. Um, I just hope the lads don't take it as a confidence knock that loss and they kick on going right. That's out of where we can concentrate on the league until the international break and kick on with it. That's the mindset I'd be taking from it anyway. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Uh, we'll see what we've got in the comments. We've got S64 Miller, Gav Grundy, Harvey Kelwick, Paul Brock, Jerry Ann Simpson, Kim Haywood, John Morell, the Birmingham fans joining us. Thank you for joining us, John. This is the episode you've been Spicy. waiting for, John, isn't it? <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Russ Bailey's with us and Sean Green are all in the comments so far. Thank you all for joining us. Um, yeah, Mick, I mean, it was essentially attack versus defence for 85-ish minutes. Morecambe didn't create too much. And that's not a digger. That, that was their game plan. It worked to absolutely as it as it does against teams like us, to be fair. Um, but frustrating, we never really created any clear-cut chances, did we? I don't, I don't really understand why. No, we didn't. We didn't. The midfield didn't work, did it really? No. Um, to be fair, I mean, Rathbone did what Rathbone does, but there was no creativity there at all um, until Dan Barlasser came on later on, but it was too late by that stage. I, it just it just felt like it felt like the players um, were behaving like I felt. Just oh well, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like that, you know, but but not just us. It's if it were almost like both teams were like, uh, <laughs> all right, we're gonna play. Um, it were a disappointing performance, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm I've been I've only had two days to sort of digest it. I'm still surprisingly a little bit disappointed, uh, not by the result, but by the performance. Yeah. Uh, but we've set the 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 first team, if you like, because that. Clearly, nine was it nine changes or ten changes? I don't know. Nine, I nine think. Changes, yeah. um, that's clearly obviously not the first team, and the, the first team has set the bar really high in terms of uh, in terms of every every part of the play. So mm. that might be why I'm disappointed, but I'm not disappointed to go out there at the competition, not at all, not one bit. Oh, that'll upset people. Oof. I don't care. <laughs> it's only my opinion, isn't it? You know, I mean, I'm not saying we should go out. We, I'm just saying I'm not bothered. I, I do have a question for everybody who's <clears throat> in the live chat with us. Have you actually had a Carabao energy drink? Because I've never had one. I had one in the shop. I had one with a green apple, and it was terrible. It was so <laughs> bad. It almost oh, tasted yeah. like beer, but a bit, a bit, a bit apple-y. It will really weird or gone by it, but then now, isn't it? Yeah. Really? Unless he starts sponsoring the show for one reason or another, then they are the number one energy. You know, you get it. You get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um it'd be so much better if it was if it was the monster EFL Cup, wouldn't it? That'd be so <laughs> That'd be much different. better. <laughs> yeah, that's much different. Um yeah. Yeah, there's Comments are not positive in Carabao, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, somebody must be buying them, or else they wouldn't sponsor the competition. <laughs> well, that's well, that's true. But I don't like the cup because it brings out names. John Morell says the Carling Cup that was drinkable mostly. It was used to be the mm. Worthington Cup, uh, Coca Cola Cup, obviously the milk, milk cup. cup back in the day. Yeah, yeah. The milk cup. Yeah. Um, the, the, the one chance Accrington Stanley had to win it. Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that's a proper proper putting two together. That joke. <laughs> yeah, the only one wanted a drink is can Capital One sponsor it for a while as well. That were yeah, uh, they didn't taste very nice. No, probably not. 
No. <laughs> oh dear, this is uh, standard for us, I suppose. Um, let's talk about some individual performances, some poor ones. Let's start with some positives, though, Danny. Um, we mentioned the no signing, not on Cuffy. Uh, I thought Jamie McCart had a very good game. I thought he grew into the game. I don't think he started off mm. like lightning, but I think he grew into the game, and by the end of it, he looked like he'd been there more than more than that game. I think he's looked okay on the ball. Uh, he can't cross for his life yet. <laughs> but defensively, him and Peltier were so strong, I, th- I thought. Not surprised they all came down the right, to be honest with you. Mm. Yeah, um, like I say, McCart definitely grew into the game. Um, started off looking a little bit lost, but I think that's his first start since the Port Vale game. I think yeah. they even start the Port Vale game. First minutes since the Port Vale game. Yeah, first minutes since the Port Vale game. And yeah, like I said, he did grow into it. One thing I did notice that um, he was always looking for the overlap on the mm. left-hand side. He was always overlapping with Ferguson, which is actually something we've not seen yeah. before. That's more of a, a Chef United tactic, that. <clears throat> so it'd be interesting if we can develop that further. Um, like you say, can't really cross yet, um, but he does have... Uh, a long ball, quote unquote, yes. in him, um, <laughs> where he looks for the pass, plays plays the long ball, which, is, which isn't hoof ball. Before anyone says so, um, and finds the pass, which is something that we um, we talked about when we first signed him. That is the pass that he looks yeah. out for. Um, and yeah, I, I think um, he's done very well, and he's definitely given one a, um, a bit of a headache for Saturday. Because even then we looked defensively solid, and the Morecambe's goal came from a mistake from Lindsay. Mm. Unfortunately, who looked absolutely gutted afterwards. Like if you saw him going off and sitting down on the bench, he were gutted yeah. about that, which is a shame because <clears throat> he's been solid so far. But you know, stuff happens, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, James Finney said Peltier was brilliant. Yeah, I thought Peltier was brilliant, Mick. Um, we talked about this. We're going to we're going to be saying the same thing about him all season. He's just a solid head. He's just he's just solid as they come in. Yeah, he's. Well, I think we talked about it on way back uh, after after the match. We've got we've ended up this season with three Richard Woods. Yeah, ultimately, mm. um, you know we, we, we've obviously got the man himself, but there's a, but Grant Hall fits so well into that position and and that category when he's playing in the position that suits him, mm. uh, which is in the centre for me anyway. Uh, but Lee Peltier again. Just so solid, so experienced. He's he's, he's got to a position where he's going to be one of the first names on team sheet for me. Mm. Um, I thought we man of the match the other night for for both sides. You know, out of the twenty-two, I thought I thought it was definitely man of the match. So that is a hell of a signing for us. Um, And I'd certainly be putting him in in front front of Grant Hall, particularly on that right side of the three if uh, if Woody's playing. No question for me, anyway. He seems to fit that position far better than than, uh, than Hall does, doesn't he? Yeah, Hall is a central central defender, mm. uh, either centre of a three or one side of a two. Mm. Yeah, know what I mean. Um, well, couple of negative. I'm, I'm going to mention Tommy's, but not 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 much because he's not fit. It was very clearly not fit. He didn't have a very. He didn't have, to be fair, I don't get a bad game to be honest, but he was clearly not fit, and that's all we can really talk about him. He's just not fit at all. Mm. Um, the one that we can sort of start to talk about now and discuss, Danny, is Scott High. He's made four or five appearances now, three or four appearances, including both cup games. 
And it's, I'm really struggling. I really want to, we all want to like all our loan players, and I'm sure he will come good. But I don't know at the minute what Scott High does. I know what Jimmy Lindsay does. I know what Rathbun does. I know what Balas or Wiles. I know what they do as a centre midfielder. They've got different roles, but I, do, I know what they do. I don't know what Scott High does yet. That's something that sounds hard. Mm. He's not done anything yet, has he? Yeah, I, I see. I see where you're coming from. I think with the midfielders we already had, they've all got like their own little boxes mm-hmm. that we can put them in. You're yeah. like Barlas is uh, the distribution man. Rathburn runs forever and gets stuck in with challenges. Lindsay's sort of the same, but <clears throat> is a little bit more clever mm-hmm. about it. You know, he slits slightly further back and does it. Wiles is more of your attacking midfielder, uh, and then the Dolphins in the box are more of the defensively minded midfielder. Yeah. But we don't quite know which box to put Scott High in. Um, and he is, he is obviously a very good player and he does show flashes of his quality. But I just don't think he's worked out his role yet. Mm. And that might be down to our midfield have been together, what, three, four seasons now? Um, so they know their roles perfectly, really. They know exactly the job they need to do and what their role is. But Scott High sort of like the new boy in the midfield and he hasn't really sussed where he fits in yet. Yeah. I think he's more of a wildsy sort of <clears throat> midfielder, you know, get, gets on the ball, he's a bit tricky, looks for a pass out wide, but he's uh, confident enough to try and beat a man. I think he's more of a wildsy sort of player, mm. um, but he's also trying to do what Lindsay does at the same time. And I think he just needs to pick a lane, which isn't a criticism, he just needs to stick to one job and not try to do everything. You know, yeah, yeah. he's a young lad, isn't he? Mm. You know what I mean? And, and, and you got to bear in mind, you're playing on a school night as well, so <laughs> you're not used to staying up that late, let alone playing football that late. So, he'll probably running about waiting for his mum to shout him in. Um, opening well in his GCSEs, bless him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but, but seriously, I yeah, I 100% agree with what Danny said there, definitely he needs to work. Uh, Find his place. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Um, the goal, Jerry Davis says, Vickers was 100% to blame for the goal. Jerry M. Simpson says, Vickers seems to have lost his confidence since the hand injury. She feels like last season the goal wouldn't have gone in. It was really strange, Mick, because mm. the shot didn't look, it wasn't venomous, it wasn't vicious. And then from the end, we were sat in the main stand. And when I saw Vickers, get, when I saw it hit Vickers, I thought, oh, it's just gone for a corner, it's just a tip it wide. And it somehow went through him. That was very, very, very unlike Vickers, that, weren't it? It was, yeah. It was. Uh, but he made a mistake, didn't he? You know, well, he, you could argue some tweet cup now. Say again? You could argue the Port Vale one were a mistake on his part as well. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Possibly. Um, you know, he's, he's short of match time. So, yeah. you know, it, it, all players make mistakes. Goalie make, goalies make mistakes and we, we concede a goal. It's, it's that, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I, I think he could have done a lot, a lot better. Um, he wouldn't have needed to do a lot better if Lindsay hadn't given the ball away in first place, which Jimmy Lindsay knows as well. So, you know, it, it's one of them things. It, it, it's going to happen again this season. I'm sure it'll happen to uh, to um, to Victor at some stage. It just it, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, um, yeah, he should have saved it, no question. And I'm sure he knows that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Brooke Norton Covey made his debut. Like I said, Danny says, having uh, only, only played as trained a day before, he looked positive. To Danny, uh, I have a problem, and Mick knows what the problem is it's his squad number. 
Mm. Um, <clears throat> I'm not happy about a right wing back having a number 10. Oh, and God. I know it doesn't matter, but I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, his, his number at Arsenal is uh, in their youth system is number two. So, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's just because it's next one that's available. I've still got an issue that Scott High's number seven. Yeah. You I know, know like he, he should be, I don't know, number 13, potentially. At least it makes a little mm. bit more sense in midfield when we've got four, eight, 16, and 18. You know, yeah. I, I mean, all right, Connor Washington's claim number 14 because that's his number. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but like the next one down for a midfielder should be number 13. You know, and for the wing back, it should be, I don't know, 23. Let's say 23. 20, 23 would have made more sense, wouldn't it? But, you know, he's got number 10. Um, he's already a lot more proactive than Ladipo ever was with that number. That's right. That's um, a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, I mean, he does get forward quite a lot. He's definitely more attacking orientated than he is defensively, even though he said he doesn't mind getting stuck in defensively, which we saw on the odd occasion uh, against Morecambe, but he's definitely more of your forward player, which sort of justifies number 10 a little bit more because it's a forward number. Yeah. But I, I see why people are a little bit upset about it because when you say he's a right wing back, what number is he? Number 10. It's a bit of a, a bit of a question mark moment. In it. <laughs> but it's just next available number, isn't it? No. I suppose. I suppose. I like numbers in order. The only good thing that came out of Alan Stubbs' reign as manager is on first day at season, numbers 1 to 11 started. That was the only <laughs> positive from his reign. Um, but yeah, Gerald Anderson agrees with me. Thank you. But she, she thinks he should flash of billions but look nervous. Yeah, not match fit. Mm. Uh, I think he's part of it as well. S64 Miller says, now nah, uh, her and her dad think that Scott High should be number five. Agreed. Why? He's not a central defender. Scott High Five. All oh, right. <laughs> Way over here, that. <laughs> I, got, I got it. I got it. I've gone over his head and straight out the window. Oh, dear. I, 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 walked into it. I walked straight into that one, didn't I? <laughs> Eyes wide shut. <laughs> um, let's talk about the exit in general Russ Bailey talks about the cup competition itself he says his first season watching the Mills 83-84 when Mills got to the quarter-final of the League Cup going out to Walsall back in them days it was normal first 11 as opposed to being changed as it is now um, they've had one or two subs <laughs> he says it's showing his age um, yeah it's, it's sort of upset a lot of people about the exit I mean ha- have you seen who we would have drawn had we been in the draw Yes, well, we do no, do we? Well, we do. So I've done. A, I've written it down. And I've done well, a little thing. Oh, so go. had we been in the draw, we would have been number twenty-two because Morecambe wouldn't have been there. Morecambe wouldn't have been number twenty. So the two teams right, below right, would have right, done yeah. one. Does that make sense? Yeah, man. Yeah, um, Nottingham Forest, who number we would have taken, drew Tottenham at home. Right. So we would have drawn Tottenham at home had we gone through. Um, <laughs> guys, I think if we'd have got Tottenham at home, it, one of two things would have happened. Either we would have played this <clears throat> sort of reserve eleven, if you like, uh, played against Tottenham, and if Tottenham had played their youngsters, yeah. if we'd have got beat by them, that might be more of a disheartening mm. than the loss to Morecambe. Or we both play a first 
first two strong 11s, which Antonio Conte might have done. And if we'd have got trounced, that would have been even worse. You know, so it's crossing into the skies potentially, but (laughs) I would have have preferred Spurs away, in all honesty. Midweek, yeah, but I just want to see their new stadium. But that's me. We'll save that FA Cup, FA Cup third round. We'll go Spurs. Yeah, we'll get Spurs away third round at FA Cup. Yeah, it's a great stadium. It's a great stadium. It's fantastic to watch football of of any kind. Um, But don't buy a coffee. That's all I'm saying to you. Okay. Is that because it's terrible or because it's like a thousand pounds? Yeah, it's pounds? lovely. You just get half a cup for four quid. Uh, <laughs> so, it's, you know, other than that. I assume you're not interested in what I've just said, Nick, about the draw. No. Excellent. Because we didn't get through, so we didn't get them, did we? No, no. it's just, you know, what would have happened, you know. Let it go. Come on, Matt, let it go. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, when, I, when I first saw you, I thought, oh, it's fine. We'd have got MK away, which Morecambe did. So I thought, it's fine. And then you look it up. Damn it. <laughs> I've, been, I've been saying we need a home game against a good Premier League team since we moved into New York and we're due one. We are due one, to be fair. Um, could be worse. Could be Southampton away. On a Tuesday night as well. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about the reaction on Twitter, Danny. It's not worth too much of a mention, but let's talk about it anyway because we've got time tonight, to be honest with you. Um, a lot of people are very unhappy at losing the game, which I, I understand being upset about losing the game. I understand not being happy because you want to win every single game. But if we're going to lose a game, if you said to me, right, you can pick one game this season where, you want to, where you're okay with losing, it'd be in the League Cup. I, I prefer to win FA Cup against the League Cup. I prefer to win League against the League Cup. League Cup is one of the games where you say, Shit, you're going to lose that game. Right, that's fine. Let's just move on. I assume you're similarly... Yeah, I'm not too fussed. <clears throat> um, I did have a little bit of a thought at the back of my mind of it <laughs> It would be Morecambe that would beat us because we beat them twice last season. Yeah. And so it's just our luck they beat us now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was a little bit disheartened at the final whistle, you know, because you've lost hmm. and all that. But as soon as I got up onto, um, onto the bridge where there's that new strange flood defence, it looks like it's imitating Portsmouth sail in their harbour, but that's a different story. As soon as I got up to there, I, I were all right. It's like, hey, Saturday, you know, let's go Saturday again. Um, yeah, I, I don't really understand the complete outcry about it. I mean, <clears throat> were people believing we'd get all the way to the final? Maybe. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm just not fussed. You know, we, we all knew we weren't going to go far in this competition. Yeah, it'd be nice to have had a little bit of a cup run. Mm. Um, but I'm just not forced, you know. Hopefully, we get someone big in the third round of the cup and cause an upset, which should probably live longer in the memory than two rounds of this competition this season. Yeah, it's also worth noting that the um, the capital, what's it called, Carabao Cup, financially is not worth that much money. You know, the FA Cup prize money is decent, the television money, the FA Cup, brilliant. The Carabao Cup, the TV money is non existent. And prize money's pittance. Don't, don't you get? Don't you? Don't, you don't get prize money until the quarter final, do you? I think you, you, only, get, you only get money if like you win. Tens of thousands. It's like mm. it's, it's quite a small amount. Um, and the television money, I think, is tens of thousands as well. I don't. I don't think it's very much at all compared to the FA Cup. If you're on the FA Cup, you're guaranteed in first round. You're guaranteed about hundred grand plus, and obviously mm. it goes higher up as you get to the competition. So it's, from a financial point of view, it, it's not really worth. Um, going 
full out, really. But yeah, actually, that just makes me a bit happy that Morecambe have beat us. It's like, yeah, you you won me a bit of money. Go on, off you go. That's all right. <laughs> MK don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean Green says we'll, we'll sooner win Saturday. Yeah, Mick, I assume you're going to say the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 move on. It, it's, it's, it's over, it's done with. Um, move on. It's good, yeah. Like you said, it's good that some of the people on social media who have been conspicuous by their absence for the last three weeks and have been about it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know. If you're upset that we've lost a game, just remember we're Robin and United. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to lose games of football quite a lot, and I don't. I, 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 this is a stat for Ben. We haven't won at home in the, in this competition for four years now. It's just if not a competition upset, we do very well in. If you're upset we've lost a game, supporting Rotherham United is probably not for you. <laughs> I'll be honest, because yeah. yeah. supporting football, any football club, it's probably not for you because it's because <laughs> all of them lose games, and sometimes yeah. it's not anybody specific's fault. Um, you know what I mean? Anyway, whatever. Well, you, you mentioned losing game. I'm going to hit you with the most random stat of the day, by the way, because oh. like, like we said, time to fill. Um, because of our incredible end to the season last season, where we won a few more games than we lost, Rotherham have now tipped into the positives of games won to games lost over our history. There you go. Just... Just, um, we have lost 1,699 games total, drawn, yeah, <laughs> drawn oh, yeah. 1,092, and we've won 1,701. So, when I say we're just <laughs> on the other scale, it is just, it's like a two game difference. So, you know, by the end of the season, by the end of the season, yeah, it's a bit, mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So by the end of yeah. the season, all, all 100% of supporters will have been happy 50% of the time. Basically, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying, yeah, throughout the history of the club, yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy days. And we've scored 17 more goals than we've conceded total as well. There you go. That, that, this there is go. why we'll keep going up and down all the time, isn't it? Because we win, yeah. win loads, draw loads, yeah. Um, our, our average score is 1.4 to 1.4. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So essentially, um, what you're saying then, Danny, is that we we, we just bang average. Yeah, we, we are legit <laughs> on the straight and narrow, and that is it. <laughs> um, Paul Box, the guy behind him, wins all game, complained all the morning game. Thank God he doesn't sit in me all season. Um, we move on. It's a game. Yeah. Summed up very very nicely. Uh, Chris Tether points out, and again, this first time I sat in the West Stand, the bright the bright lights, new lights. Yeah, first night game I think we've had. Uh, as Rotherham United at the, under the new lights, and the lights across the West Stand are very, very bright. Very, very bright. Mm-hmm. Um, do not look directly at them because <laughs> you will not be able to see for a few minutes. Um, but the Premier League standard, apparently. So there you go. Um, interesting stats are it was a hundredth hundredth career appearance for Rotherham United for Wes Harding and Chiwok Benny. We uh, we should have to be honest with you, we should have talked about pretty much shouldn't we? That's a stat we should have kept the track on. We didn't, but it's yeah. They've both been really good for us so far, and one may be the end nearing the end of their time with us. The other may not. They both may not. We just don't know, do we? We just don't know, Mick. Um, unsurprisingly, nobody got the prediction correct because we all predicted wins. So 
that's not very good from us, is it really? It matters as much as game matters that really, doesn't it? You know, because there were just kind of free free hits those predictions for us. All oh, right, so you're not you're not going to start kicking and screaming because you got one wrong because you lost. <clears throat> no, no, no I'm, I'm not even counting it, mate. You should want to win all these, though. You should be, you know, when you don't get one right, you should be kicking. You'd be really frustrated with yourself. You need to, you need to do better. Uh, what I might do is I might tweet myself tonight, tell myself I should sack myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do it. I think yeah, you should. I'm going to do it. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to do it. Anything else from the Morecambe game before we move on? I think we've got most of the interesting performances. Good. Hats off to Morecambe for the time wasting. I thought they were very good at that. Again, not a dig. Mm. They, they, that was their game plan. It worked. Wickham would have been proud. Gareth Ainsworth would have been proud of some of their time wasting. Uh, I, th- I think Morecambe, <clears throat> Morecambe would have settled for penalties at the end yeah. of that because I think that's how they beat Stoke um, in the first round on penalties. And you could tell just just as the second half kicked off, they were content with keeping it yeah. at nil-nil. Um, but yeah, fair play to them. They've drawn MK Dons who were in the same league as them. So, yeah, for yeah. them. <laughs> you beat two, beat two championship teams to get rewarded with a League One team we you're probably not going to beat. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I bet they'll lose. Yeah, <laughs> and now it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, moving ahead to Birmingham, we meet them on Saturday. They come to New York Stadium again. Uh, great record against Birmingham, uh, one win in our last nine games against them at home. The last home victory came in 1989, which oh. was a five, it was a 5 1 victory, uh, back in 1989. Um, uh, we have beat them once at St Andrews in I think 2016 which was Stephen's final game um, there in, in charge we were, that was a 2-1 victory for them for us sorry um, which saw off Steve Evans they went through a spell didn't they of getting our managers sacked <laughs> Steve Evans um, go on who were next Alan Stubbs Alan Stubbs got sacked for, for after, after them as well I think maybe did Kenny Jacket leave after the Birmingham game or after the Leeds game? Can't remember. Uh, they went to a space getting our managers sacked, which is, well, is what it is. Um, yeah, the, the team, we're going to speak from the Blues folks in a minute, but Lukas Jukovic has been banned for two games. So Lukas Jukovic will not be playing on yeah. Saturday. Um, he has been banned for two games for diving, which is wonderful to see. It was. Have you not seen it, Danny? No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> It's horrendous. From the Wigan game at the weekend, uh, the Wigan player got sent off because we were last man. And it's just done himself to the ground. It's pathetic. Um, I, those are recently the red card. I didn't know in England we did retrospective bans for dives. I know they no, didn't I stop didn't. So why, 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 why? Because weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend, games are won and lost by players cheating. That game was lost by the team who had the player sent off, and yet he still gets a ban. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And it goes back again to what we've talked about, consistency. If you're going to do it, do it. I think it's a brilliant idea. Genuinely, it's a fantastic idea. And and supporters up and down the country have been calling for it for years. Retrospective bans for cheating, definitely. No, No problem. But do it all the time to everybody. And, and and I don't get it. I don't. I don't I, I'm not sticking this, up. This one was. This one was particularly black and white. There was no questions about. Well, mate, they're, they're all black and white. 
you see it game after game after game. You know, you watched the Liverpool game the other night when they got beat, which were a bit of a, tra- a bit of a tragedy. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> um, and 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 that Man United player, Hernandez. I mean, Fernandez. he constantly throws himself on floor week after week after week, winning free kicks, getting bookings for opposition teams, and nothing is ever done about it. Why? Why have they t- why have they picked this incident? And I'm not sticking up for the book. It deserves to be said. It deserves a ban because he cheated. However, do it for everybody, and it'll stop it. It'll stamp it out of the game. You know the um, the Donny player who got sent off on the first game of the season. Um, mm-hmm. Did he get a ban for that? He would have got a one game ban. Right. I, I reckon all the refereeing association is completely. <laughs> completely shuddered now that Howard Webb's back. Uh, oh God! Oh, we need to start applying the rules properly now. Oh dear. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> right. Time for the scan report. We will. We will speak to Tommy in a second after our wonderful intro. We'll see you in a few seconds. Tommy from Blues Focus, how are you doing? Hi mate, how are you good? I'm alright, how are you? Ah, not bad, thank you very much. Um, so let's talk Birmingham, what we can expect. How has your start to the season gone? We were, you know, relegation favourite friends at the start of the season. Uh, <laughs> how's the first few games gone? Well, up and down, um, but it's been good considering the teams that we've played against. Hmm. Um, obviously, playoff, play, uh, playoff teams last season in Huddersfield, we got a win against them. Drew with Luton and we obviously drew with Watford who come down from the Premier League. So that's uh, some good games, but the one against Wigan was like a bit of a down-to-earth sort of realisation type of game, really, of suddenly realising that we're not going to be that great, which is uh, a bit disappointing because we could have capitalised on a, an extra man. But, yeah, that was typical of us, really, to go and lose the game 1-0. <laughs> um, what it was the pre-season idea from fans that, Let's hope we stay up because we all know the background noises and nonsense that's been going off. Um, a bit of a show behind the scenes is, is it just hopefully stay up and hope somebody buys the club soon? Yeah, I think it's something along those lines. Um, the, the confidence in the owners we're just getting is uh, in, in Richardson and Lopez has started to die down a bit. Mm. Um, so I'm not too sure we can expect to be taken over just yet, but um. Yeah, I think realistic target for this season is stay up and hope that a owner who wants to come in and put some money into the team and really invest into the team and try to get us back to being at least competitive in the championship, never mind just getting us back into the Premier League. I think that's just one little step each time, really. Mm. Yeah, at least Bassini never took over. That's always a positive, yep. isn't it? That's a massive positive, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You dodged that bullet, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Um, your manager John Eustace came in in the summer. I was surprised to see uh, sort of a, a non-name. Really, we don't know him from being a manager elsewhere. What's your impression of him to start with? The way he talks and everything else is it, is it from his, from his point of view? Has that been a positive start as well? Yeah, well, of course. I think to get some, I think just to get a win first of all has been impressive to, under him. But um, I didn't know much about him before he joined us. I knew that he was assistant at QPR last season, but um, mm. I didn't know entirely too much about him. But he's a realist. He talks. He talks well. 
he's uh, very clear on what he says. He's calm. He doesn't brush on things. And he's willing to stand up for what he believes in. And he sort of just sticks with the team sometimes as well. I think on the first day, there was Nathan Jones was having an argument with him. And he, well, not a face place on face sort of conversation, but it was like a moaning about us. I don't know. Time waste. I can't remember exactly what he said. But uh, he was asked about it by our interview. And he said, um, what do you think about it? And he said, but I don't really care, to be quite honest. So I'm glad that he's he's just stood up for that and told him that mate, I'm not interested. I'm, I'm just trying to manage my football team, really. Mm. Yeah. Something like Nathan Jones to moan about, isn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen that before. <laughs> uh, it must have been the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, talk to some of your players. We mentioned Jukovic is suspended, so we're thankful we don't mm. have to him because I think he always scores against us. Um, <laughs> you, you talk us through your squad, you know, all your key players, who you, who you worried about from your point of view. What, what, what can we expect from you guys? Well, I think the standout player that we have is definitely Janinho Bakuna from uh, mm. who plays in midfield. He's been fantastic for us, and I dread to think where we are without him because I can easily see him being sold in January or something like that. Because we, we got him for cheap from Huddersfield and no, sorry, Rangers and. Uh, yeah, he's been fantastic ever since he started coming in and he's been really free. We've been allowed to play free, just keeping the mm-hmm. ball to himself and creating chances and being really creative on the ball. So he's a big threat, um, which is kind of the situation we're in. The, the only few players that you could argue are playing okay are John Ruddy and Austin Trusty. Austin Trusty centre-back for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got very little attacking threat, which kind of highlighted against Wigan, which... I mean, like, even with a man up, we still couldn't capitalise on it. And we were lacking ideas. We couldn't... Every time we got near the box, it looked like we were just stuck for ideas, going for the same cross into the ball, which uh, cross into the box, which just wasn't working every single time. So that's the kind of things that we need to improve on. We need those better strikers. We need um, more chances for them because... We do have good strikers in Deeney and Hogan, but they just they sometimes they're lacking, but sometimes they're lacking themselves as well. So it's a bit of a conundrum, but definitely Bakuna is saving us at the moment. So I don't know where we'd be, probably well, bottom without him, because all the, all those chances he's created this season, the majority we've just missed as well. Yeah, have you got a style? Is it is it is you have time to implement a style, or is it just doing the best with what he's got and changing it as and when? Mm, yeah, I think so. I, I think he likes the idea of being a bit of a possession-based team. Mm. Um, but with the players that he's got, the players that we've had have tried that before under different managers and it's not worked. So I think at the moment he's trying to implement a bit of a sit-back and counter-attacking team, yeah. which is, is smart for, for uh, mm. the team that we've got. And We've got some very good attacking players when it comes to going forwards, but it's just... <sighs> We, we can't finish those chances. You know, we've got Deeney, we've got Hogan, we've got Bakuna. They can go forward, but when it comes to the actual finishing, putting the ball in the back of the net, we really struggle. Um, but I think if we had better players, he'd definitely play a possession-based. Mm. Uh, definitely more possession-based, yeah. And how big is this game? We were, we're told by the press that, you know, like every other podcast you can see, that <laughs> this game's massive because these two teams will be down there. Is that how... You see it, or your fans see it, or is it just too early to say how big a game it is? I think for us, it's well, well, for me personally, it definitely is because 
when he wins this season because mm. anything can happen at any point in the season we could get a massive points deduction out of nowhere and we might go on minus points all of a sudden we might have to just do a derby county and scrap like hell to get out of it um but i think you know we're always wanting to go into a game and win and always try and win but it just feels like we need to start winning these games against teams that aren't Watford and sort of those teams that are up there with them. Because when we've got points against Watford and beat Huddersfield, it felt like those results were fantastic. You know, it was exactly what we needed. So against the teams that are in champion, are, are in the similar situations with us, I think it is definitely we need to go win those games because we're running out of teams to beat then, really, because we're definitely not going to beat Watford away. We're not going to beat Norwich at home. You know, those those are the results that are going to be really difficult to try and get. So we've got mm. to try and pull something off there on Saturday. It's going to be tough. I'm not, I'm not denying mm. it. It's definitely going to be tough. Mm. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah. <laughs> before I let you go, give us a score prediction. What do you, what, what do you, what's your prediction for the score, Saturday? See, I went 2-0 against Wigan because I was feeling quite confident. Um, <laughs> but knowing how, how poor we are when... I don't know when we can't play the football that we want to play. Um, I'd be happy. I, I'd just be happy to try and pinch something towards the end. Mm. I wouldn't be too disheartened with a point, mainly because sort of the game we've come off the battle. But um, mm. I think um, I think we'll, we'll go with a two-one Blues. That's what I'm going to go for. But I'm not in t- I'm not 100% confident on that. <laughs> that's for sure. No, I hope you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just sneaking in every single time I hope you're wrong I hope you lose <laughs> um, brilliant thank you for doing this Tommy if anybody wants to find to find Blue Focus where is it just at Blue Focus on Twitter if anybody wants to find out yeah it should be the one uh, just have a there it should just be that one there the little mark there that should find us on Twitter nice to know it's not just me that makes that mistake every time <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you for doing this, Tommy. Good luck for the season. Obviously, not for Saturday, but good luck for the rest of the season, mate. You too, guys. You too. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank you much, Tommy, for doing that. Interesting stuff, as always. Thank you very much. So, we have uh, what we first of all need to talk about and mention uh, Lewis Price, unfortunately, has been diagnosed with testicular cancer. Um, they will be doing the 12th. A minute's applause on the 12th minute on Saturday, which cost his, his squad number for us was 12. Um, clearly a very popular guy, clearly to the poor one, and other people talk about Lewis Price. He's clearly a very popular guy, clearly a very, very nice guy, so that's awful to hear. Um, and obviously, we support him and send our best, wish, best wishes to him, and hopefully he hopefully recovers very, very quickly. Um, and yeah, Mick, Danny, anything to add on that one? No, hundred percent support for for the lad. Um, I'm sure he'll be. I'm sure he'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, ultimately. Um, so, but uh, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Our best wishes. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I went through a tes- testicular cancer scare a few years ago myself. So for him to actually be diagnosed with it and undergo the treatment, I mean, you know, you just have to get behind him one hundred percent and wish him all the best and hope the treatment's successful. Um, so yeah, if you're at the grounds <clears throat> on Saturday, 12th minute on your feet, round of applause. Yeah, I've seen some Birmingham fans share it as well. So hopefully they've been tired in and doing it as it as it will be. Football football comes together when football comes together. It's it's brilliant, and this is one of those moments um, where we show our support for one of the members of the football family. Um, 
Let's move on to the referee. I think we'll move on to such a negative topic. <laughs> Let's get it out of the way. Um, right. No. Yeah, just, let me, just let me get a can before we carry on. Hang on. Ah, I'm sure you've all heard. And if you haven't heard, sit down. Um, Gavin Ward is going to be the referee on Saturday. Um, he last did last referees in what was it, October, November time, the away victory at Ipswich. Which went by without incident. Um, I think that's important to point out. Uh, that's as much positivity as I can possibly muster up. My defence of him would be that he is just bad. He isn't. He isn't. <laughs> that's not, isn't really much of a defence, I suppose. But he isn't. You know, you get some refs, and you think, God, he was rubbish for us. He give everything against us. I think he's just bad, isn't it? There was that incident last season with Huddersfield against somebody where he didn't get a red card for one reason or another. I think he's just a terrible referee. Mikau will hand the floor over to defend, not defend, whatever you'd like to do. Well, I've made a few notes. So, um, right. I'll start at the... A few notes. It's the old booklet, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I, I've, got, I've got very little to say about Gavin Ward. I haven't already said. Um, I'm absolutely disgusted in the way that he refereed our last two the last two championship games of ours that he refereed, um, and and the fact that he continues to referee in the championship after allowing those two assaults on on Victor is is absolutely beyond me. Um, but we've got to get on with it, and he, and 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 he'll be the same for Birmingham as he is for us. I don't yeah. have an issue with him being biased against one side or the other. I have an issue with his with his competence, um, and and I'm not over it. I'm not over that Barnes again, particularly because, in my view, that contributed significantly to our relegation that season. Um, so let's just get it out of the way, and hopefully, hopefully, on Sunday night we're not banging the drum about Gavin Ward again. But I've got a sneaky feeling we might be. Yeah, we are due a stinker of performance from a referee. So far this season, the referees have been okay. We're due a stinker, aren't we? He's your man. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. He's your man, isn't he? You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I personally think he's scared of Victor. Because have you noticed that the be. one game where Victor's had a word with him, with one? <laughs> so, so Victor get in his ear at the start of the game and go here no funny business for you again and we'll win simple <laughs> yeah um, there's not much more just keep your eye out what I will say is I'm not promoting anybody to boo him or anything but this is the first game he's been to New York Stadium since then um, I think there was possibly a reason he wasn't didn't referee any of our games last season I think that was pretty clever not to have him ref a home game last season um, yeah, I remember Trevor Kettle getting some treatment, didn't he? Ten years after the Barnsley game, he got he got booed in his warm up. Trevor Kettle, he did, he did, um, yeah. mainly by me. So I see a similar situation arising on Saturday. So if you if you're in the stadium early enough and you hear a lone boo, you'll know where it's coming from. <laughs> no, I'm gonna to have to try and get it ground early just to wear that. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there just on the vlog going, we have arrived at the US Stadium Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. 
Uh, Mick's going to get half one just to make sure he can boo. Yeah, yeah I'm going to get there early. Don't you worry <laughs> every time he does a lap past us, he's going to boo, boo <laughs> every time. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry everybody for it. If you didn't know that, I'm sure it upset you. Proud my new case is Victor better, better be wearing a coat. I mean, I expect Victor to come out in full cricket gear. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he needs to come out in one of Ben's football helmets. <laughs> yeah. Um, although John Morrell, with some um, balance, says to be fair, he was at, uh, he did the Watford Birmingham game and he was excellent. So may have improved. I think that's like you, mate. But I'm, I'm I'm beginning to I'm beginning to have second thoughts now. Need <laughs> <laughs> these. <laughs> um, we are looking to go unbeaten in our first three league home league games for the first time since 2013-14. I was surprised it was so long to be honest with you, but yeah, that would that would uh, match that season going going to there. Um, let's talk about predictions and line Mick. To be honest with you, I think prediction is pretty easy. To be honest, we go. Uh, the, the question is Peltier. And Hall for me. Everything else picks itself. I think. Uh, well, Peltier maybe who wing back. Well, what do you think? What do you think? Am I right? Well, in that? I think for me, I'd, I, after after uh, Grant Hall's uh, performance against QPR, which, like I said in the podcast after the game, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't up to the standard that he's been at, and it certainly wasn't up to the standard of Lee Peltier um, in, in the games that he's played in. So I, I might be I might be swapping those two out. Other than that, I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, assuming that Dan Barlas's uh, hamstring issue isn't too much of an issue, and the club said that it's manageable, um, I, I, I can't see any reason whatsoever to change it. Particularly after Tuesday night, nobody stuck their head above the parapet, really. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 sort of stake to claim. Um, I can't see um, Norton Cuffey starting. Um, I can't see Bramall starting to be honest with you, although he may do. Um, now that's that would be the only change I personally would consider. The only thing with Peltier is he played 90 at midweek, didn't he? And he played nearly a 90 Saturday and I think 90 the Tuesday before. Uh, I suspect he's going to have to be managed. Woody, Woody, and Woody and Hall didn't play, I don't think he neither were in squad, Danny. So I think. I think you're probably going to see Humphreys, Woody, and Hall within my guess. That is that three. Yeah, <clears throat> I think so. And I think um, maybe Wes at wing back again, purely because Nutton Cuffey um, hasn't bedded himself in mm. um, for the right wing back. So he'll be back up wing back. And if we need to push Wes a little bit deeper, then we can bring Nutton Cuffey on and then keep Chair up top and not need to drop him back in, uh, which is good. Um, yeah, but other than that, I mean, squad basically picks itself now, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Ferguson on the left, Harden on the right. Um, like you say, Barless might be rested to begin with because we do have the Sunderland game on Wednesday. Um, so there's not a lot of turnaround time there. But um, it could either Barless starts and comes off early or he comes on later. I'll have to wait and see with that one. Mm. Uh, John Morrell says we may need, a Birmingham fan says we may need some pace at right wing back as their left right, wing right, left wing back Placetta, Placetta is lightning quick for them. So that could be a sign for Norton Cuffey to start. Yeah, maybe. possibly. Mm. Possibly. Um, possibly um, counter 
but but you look at Wes how he's developed his pace over over recent weeks. There's been a couple of occasions where he's he's done the old chill bit, knocked knocked the ball around one side yeah. of the well and, and mm. beaten the pace around the other. So he's he's certainly he's certainly. I mean, he's not obviously he's not lining quick, but um, the thing about the thing with Wes is, is as well, he doesn't tend to push on quite as mm. much um, as as the other wing backs. So well, we'll see, we'll see. But you're right, obviously the the new lad. Is, is lightning quick as well. So um, I just think it might be a little bit too soon in terms of his um, confidence, perhaps. Mm. I might be being a bit unfair there because, I mean, the lad's, <laughs> the lad's pushing for the first thing place at Arsenal. So it's not <laughs> going to be lacking in confidence, is it? No, possibly not. Um, yeah, we should touch on that. We, we, he, was, he signed after we recorded last episode, annoyingly. Um, but it's a bit of a cool, Danny. You look at those reports, if reports are to believe, there were seven or eight teams in the Championship that registered interest for him. Arsenal, the player um, and his agent, potentially the most important, decided that Rotherham was the best place for him to come and play. He's 18-year-old. We talked in the last show about he's a European champion on the under-19s level. Um, It may turn out to be a flop, but to get somebody in of this reputation speaks volumes of the club that we are at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you just need to look at <clears throat> excuse me, how the Arsenal fans have sung his praises on um, on Twitter. And they're a fan base that when they're upset, oh, they're upset. <laughs> um, and, and, and they've been singing his praises about that they, they thought he'd be um, in the first team contention this season, which... You know, to say we've got him and we've beaten several other teams to him is very, very impressive. Um, I think it goes to show we have now got a very good working relationship with Arsenal, mm. um, which is good if you've got a, a good working relationship with a Premier League team because you sort of get the um, the really talented youngster off him for cheap money, which is good. Um, and yeah, I think Norton Cuffey is one of them. He had a very good season with Lincoln, scored his first professional goal against Wednesday, so he's already a fan favourite of mine. Um, and he looks a very, very tricky customer. If there's a video on YouTube that shows his highlights from mm. last season, both at Lincoln and in uh, the Arsenal under-23s, and oof, he's quick. Yeah, he's he's quick. And, and he can beat a man. Um, I, I'm very looking forward to seeing how he gets on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like John Morell says, if we line him up against their pacey winger that's playing as a wing back, then it could be a very, very interesting battle. It could just be who's the more um, lucky on the night, yeah. potentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, here's a thought says, I feel like Coffee uh, didn't get the ball uh, quick enough at times this morning. He was always looking for it, he? he was always looking for that sort of pass in between the fullback and defender. Um, it was running into areas that are very difficult to defend. Um, he, he played very, very advanced, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, and uh, both him and, and Bramall, they were extremely high up the pitch, certainly in that first half, uh, which I felt probably caused some of the problems in terms of our ability to retain the ball because yeah. he cut down the options. But, um, you know, it, it was his first day. Essentially, weren't it? You know, yeah. first day in a new job, kind of thing. So true. That is very true. Um, yeah, let's go through some predictions. We have, we've got a couple of things, little bits to talk about. Let's go through some score predictions for this one. Mick, 
What this is a toughie for me, this one. Um, I felt reasonably comfortable that we would beat Reading. Uh, Birmingham, for me, are a bit of an unknown quantity because um, in my head, in my head, and I know that oh, clearly this is not right, they've not been this for, eight, for, for years and years, but they're a, they're a massive Premier League club. Yeah. Uh, they, they, there is no way in my mind that I can get my head around the fact that we are on terms with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's difficult. So, so predicting us to beat them is, 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 I find quite difficult. But I think we will. I think we will manage it. I think I'm hoping that because they've got the new manager in, things aren't going particularly well off the pitch. I, I'm just hoping that we're, we, we'll, we'll be able to uh, be able to sneak a win. Uh, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go two one Millers. In fact, no, I'm not. I've, I'm going to go two nil. So it's not a sneaky. I, I, I can't, I, at the moment, I cannot see Victor conceding. Mm. I, I've, I've put I've put mockers on that now. Haven't I? Yeah, you have. Here comes a three-two lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I will. I'm going to say one-nil for the same reason. I, I, I don't. I don't see us conceding many. Um, from what we've said from Tommy, they're not amazing. Amazing going forward. Uh, obviously, they have threats, but not. You know, I think potentially QPR are better than them going forward because of the, the Willocks they've got and chair and whatnot. Mm. Uh, I think that makes more sense that they threaten us. It does worry me if they're going to sit in and defend, that does concern me, because that mm. doesn't suit us. We need to cut the teams come at, come at us a little bit. Um, so that wouldn't suit us. But I'll, I'll, go, I'll go sneaky. I will go sneaky one, Neil. Um, Danny? Um, it's interesting that Tommy said they were sort of playing two different styles. You know, it's sort of like if he had better players, he'd play possession-based, but because he hasn't, they're on counter-attack. And we saw how dangerous QPR were on the counter-attack and how, at yeah. times, we looked at sixes and sevens when you know, like when they properly mm. caught us on the counter. Um, but if we learn from QPR and, and mitigate that, then we could see a lot of joy. However... I don't know. I I just can't see us winning. I'm gonna to have to go one one. Oh, negative Nelly down there. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> right, right. Listen, <laughs> I I made a pact with myself at the start of the season that whenever Rotherham lost, I would tri- I would shave my beard and change my shirt because it's the cup. I've only trimmed it. Yeah. So, it's sort of, <laughs> so I, I, I've sort of been involved in it, but the shirt stays for now. <laughs> Uh, we have in the comments Sean Green says 2 0, so does Harry Kellick. Powermed says 3 0 to the Millers. Kim Hewitt says 1 0, same as Kyle Briggs. S64 Millers says 2 1 to the Millers. That's from her and dad. Jamie's gone, I like Jamie's style for us. Jamie's gone 4 0 to the to Rob. I like that. Um, Steve Grundy has gone 1 0. Paul Brock says 2. John Morell, the Birmingham fan, says 2 1 to the Blues. Um, he, he thinks they're not as bad up top as, as, as Tommy says. If, we get, if they get service, uh, they look decent. Hogan, who is on his day a very good player, Scott Hogan. Um, mm. He's seen him look sharp this season. I, I hope you're wrong. Uh, Paramount UK says, Boo, Danny, what's wrong with you? <laughs> can't see us winning, unfortunately. Um, we'll probably come back onto this term again in a minute. We need to quickly mention ticket prices um, and the sort of oh, thing oh. that's going off at the minute. In To be fair, it's just an EFL. Away tickets are just EFL from home tickets are massive from the Premier League, but EFL away tickets are becoming a bit of a joke to be honest with you. We've just paid thirty six quid 
uh, for the QPR game, which everybody else, all these other clubs are now realising it's 36 quid like QPR because they're playing them as well. Uh, Middlesbrough's 31 quid for a Saturday night game live on telly. Work that one out if you can. Um, and Sheffield United have just announced their ticket. Again, these are all adult, adult prices. Um, and Sheffield United have announced theirs at £33. Uh, I don't know what to say, to be honest with you, Mick. Um, we knew it was going to happen. You know, we'll, we'll probably get, if, if any fans of any other clubs will watch this, they'll probably go, oh, Championship, you know, it's not League One. It shouldn't matter. There should be a limit on the prices. For me, 25 quid is plenty. Uh, people say 20 is plenty. 20, 25 quid is plenty enough. There's no justification to charge £30 plus for any away stadium in, in, in the Championship. There's just none. There isn't. I mean, Sheffield United as a club will probably argue that it's a Category A match, so therefore the price needs to go up because they've got to pay more for policing of it. But, but Middlesbrough have got zero excuse. QPR have got zero excuse. And Sheffield United's excuse is pretty flimsy, to be honest, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. They've got a 30,000 seat stadium, which will probably be full. So the, the, it's, the, it's not as though the 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 the, the scratching to, to fill it, you know what I mean? Um it, it's it's profiteering is essentially what it is, because they're working on the basis that it's a local derby so everybody will want to come. Mm. So we can charge them what they want. Well you can stuff it as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Absolutely stuff it. It's it's outrageous. And likewise with Middlesbrough, it's just a joke. Um but you know that's the we could, we, these people, these clubs seem to just hide behind the fact that, well, it's football. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is football. But it doesn't mean that you can charge whatever you want. It's, it's garbage, man, honestly. I'm, I'm really, really, really disappointed in, uh, particularly in Sheffield United. Mm. Yeah, Power UK says we should up ours to 40 quid. Uh, but then, the, the, the issue with that, and I get that, and, and I, I've thought that, I mean, we should only do that for, for Wednesday. Um, for anybody else, the, it, you, what you're doing then is you're punishing the supporters of that club. Again, yeah. the people, the people who can least afford it, um, and 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 I, I don't think that's fair. It's it's not the fans. It's not Sheffield United fans or Middlesbrough fans that, or QPR fans for that matter. They're just as disgusted as everybody else is at the price of their own away tickets. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's the clubs. And, and, and the only people that can deal with that, unfortunately, are the toothless EFL. Um, so, and they, and they are always going to bow down to the bigger clubs. Um, yeah. oh, that's how it feels. That's how it feels. That might be just my Northern United inferiority complex coming through. <laughs> yeah. The, the irony is it's cheaper to watch an away game in the Premier League than it is in the, in the Championship. There is a limit. There's a £30 limit on away tickets in the Premier League. Um, so Sheffield United are now charging more in a lower league than they were in a higher league. And it's just, it's just football needs to wake up. Uh, we're in a cost-living crisis, a once-in-a-generation cost-living crisis, as we, as, as we all know, as we all too rightly know. And football just seems to think, I'll be right, they'll still pay it. Don't worry about it. And it's just, it, it feels like we've come to almost a tipping point, to be honest with you. I might, I might be wrong, because we're here this year. And it's it's, it's been... <laughs> Three years since we're in championship, really, ticket price point of view. Um, but it just feels ridiculous. No, it is ridiculous. I mean, if you were to pay your dole for 
Sunderland, Sheffield United, and Millsborough, it's going to cost you hundred quid. Hundred quid in the space of a month. It's like the hell. That's assuming you, know, you go on your own, Danny. Yeah, that's assuming you go on your mm. own. Then plus any extras that that come with you. You know, if it's your kids or your partner who's who's classing as an adult as well through the ticket aging system, it's it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Like like you said, Matt, there's a thirty pound cap in the Premier League, so logic dictates that should apply across the board. And if anything dropped down, the more leagues should go down. So it should be thirty in Premier League, twenty five in in uh, in Championship, twenty in League One, and then League Two can do what it likes. But it's just it's it's just ridiculous. And I've just done a bit uh, um quick working out on my phone. If we sell. 1,600 tickets for Sheffield United, which at £33, you can see happening because we won't sell that out. Now, they brought in with the point system, but with £33, that we're not going to sell 2,700 of them tickets. Not at all. I'm surprised if we'll sell 2,000, to be fair. But nice round number. 1,600 at Sheffield United will make about 52,800 for Sheffield United, right? But if we were to sell out, with the tickets at £25, it makes them 68000 So they may have done it for finesse reasons. You know, like, so not many of us go, so not, not, a lot, not, a, not a lot of noise, that sort of thing. But it's just ridiculous. You know, it, it will have four away games in a row of astronomical adult prices. You know, QPR, what was it, 36? Yeah. I think Sunderland is a bit better at 26. You know, that's okay. That's wonderful. That's roughly our prices. Um, and then um, Middlesbrough 31, Sheffield United 33. It, anything over 30 quid shouldn't happen. And um, I can't remember, uh, John Morell with the comment saying, charge them the same when they come to your place. Absolutely. We should go, right, you're charging us that much. We'll charge you that much as as well. You know, we'll, we'll take the, um, the system that Reading tried to implement but do it backwards. So it's like, oh, you want to charge our fans astronomical prices? Right, we'll charge your fans astronomical prices as well and make you look silly. Um, and Yeah, it, 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 it just annoyed me how much the championship is. I mean, yeah, we're competing at a higher level against better teams and want to establish yourselves at this level. But purely for my wallet's sake, I want to be in League One because it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's not going to change. The problem is it's not going to change. We can sit here screaming to the blue in face. They're not going to listen to fans. They're just not. Well, they're not. The, the only way, the only thing to do is what we did at, to, at Swillsborough those those few years ago when they were charging us 40 quid. I think we oh, took man. about 700, didn't we? Something like that, yeah. They didn't um, at all. And, you know, 700 at 40 quid a shot, if they'd have been 20 quid a shot, there'd have been 3,000 there. Not difficult, is it? It's, yeah. it's not the maths is not difficult, um, and and I think it's. I can't remember who's mentioned it in the comments. If people are going to pay it, they'll continue to do it. The only way, the only way to stop it happening is to not pay it, because they're still yeah, going to find that money from somewhere. Hmm. Yeah, they won't. It'll still not change. We could say and they yeah, like, the, the, the problem you've got is that the people who are in charge of deciding a cap is the clubs themselves. 
So the clubs are not going to vote for a cap because they're losing. They're going to see that they're limiting their own cash. But they're not. They? And that, that's the problem, and that's the short-sightedness of this. That's what they see, though, isn't it? That's, that's their yeah. argument. But they, they, surely these clubs can't be so short-sighted. Well, but it, but it must be. It's either, it's either that or they're just charging people money to stop them going to football games. Are they just profiteering because they think because people will go, people will continue to pay it. And, and that's my point. You know, until until people say, no, I'm not paying that, and people don't go, that's when the wheel will come off for this poli- the, the policy that they've got. But while ever people blindly pay 30, 40 quid to get into mm-hmm. a football game, if people are going to pay it, they're going to keep charging it. Yeah. It's, 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 it, that's the only way around it that I can see. Is this Mick Gears issue starting a protest? No, no, I'm not. No, because I'm not, I'm not that stupid. Mick's going to be at Sheffield United away end with a pillowcase with some felt tip on it. <laughs> Saying that £33 is, is diabolical. In fact, that's an idea. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and SW points out that the, the Wednesday game that a lot of people didn't go to was followed by a trip to Newcastle, who charged us 20, 25 quid, and we took loads. We took a few thousand to Newcastle, which is further away and cheaper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, we, could, we could go on. We could go on and on and on and on. Uh, and this this won't be the last time we talk about this. It just won't be. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll can, I, can, I, uh, just, can I just jump in with something before we sign off mm. for tonight? Okay. If anyone does decide to go to Sheffield United with those astronomical prices, I would recommend trying to uh, finesse a student ticket because uh, they don't check your IDs and it's only £21. Exactly. Anyway, yes. Make uh, your student. How are you a student? I'm a student of life. <laughs> still counts. Still counts. But yeah, anyone who does decide to go, um, we've still got spaces on the second Kimmy Park bus that's going to Sheffield United. Uh, price at £9, and it's just a bit more secure than going on the bus or on the tram because uh, you're just straight, straight, in the, uh, straight to the ground, straight inside, no faffing about. It's probably a lot safer than in camp encountering the the hooligans on the buses <laughs> in, in the city centre. Um, so yeah, just jump on the Facebook page and try and book with us. I would advertise the Sunderland and Middlesbrough bus, but they are sold out. Um, so yeah, thank you to everybody who's booked on with those. Mm, absolutely. Uh, we did get a question from Lewis to talk on Twitter. We will talk about your topic later, Lewis. We haven't got time today, so thank you for it. We will talk about that. Um, John Morell says, how much were you guys charging for the weekend? Probably decent price. Two thousand, but they're bringing two and a half thousand. It's twenty-five quid, twenty-four quid, twenty-five, twenty-six in it. Mm. Yeah, um, it's going to be a good atmosphere. We've loads of people mentioning us on Twitter. Birmingham bring a lot. They make a lot of noise. They always win, <laughs> which is really annoying. <laughs> um, so it's like us when we go to Bradford. We always sit loads to Bradford because we always win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So hopefully it's going to be a good atmosphere. Hopefully we send two and a half thousand Birmingham fans away very unhappy. Um, but we just don't know. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> yeah, Power you okay? You're a student of the referees. There you go, mate. There we oh, go. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Howard has been confirmed as the head of the referee association, or will be taking over the head of the referee association. So, well done to Howard. That is that is it's a top. Gonna punch that is... Go on. It's going to punch me in. Because I know listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to punch me next time I see him. Um, I know he is. 
That is the yeah, top job. He's done a great. He has done a great job in America. The standard of everything in America has improved, and so I think it's part of that as well. Um, he's got a big job in his hands. He's got a very big job in his hands outside of the Premier League. Um, so hopefully, um, he can. The bar's very low, I suppose, to, to improve. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, thank you all who have paid attention and are still paying attention now. In ten minutes into an episode, we do appreciate it. Please do subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. The instant reaction will be out straight after the game. Danny's vlog will be out Sunday morning-ish. Uh, mm-hmm. We will be back on YouTube live on Sunday evening. If you are audio listening on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are podcasting, make sure you subscribe. The next episode will be out Monday morning. Um, and then we will go from there. Obviously, the game is on Wednesday next week. And Sunday's on Wednesday the following week. Oh, it's my birthday, boss. Oh, <laughs> I've bought a keg from Chance Reviewer for it. We're getting messy on the Sunderland bus with that. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, um, been a pleasure, guys. We will be back. Like the things I've just told you. Um, Mick, it's been a pleasure. Um, I think you need some like calming tea before Saturday, before Gavin Ward. Yeah, I'm some calming I've, tea. Some calming tea. I'm going to have a pint in somewhere before, I think, just to calm my nerves. <laughs> Not from the games, from the referee. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Danny, it's been a pleasure. I'll see you on Saturday. Bye. Right, see you on Saturday. I'm going to try and sneak the stress ball in. You'll do it. Rebel, vicious, brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, here's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Rotherham United pathway back to the championship is opening up. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.